Welcome to Out in the Open Podcast, where discussions are open and judgment closed. Yes, Hosted sir. by me, Jay Mackin. Safely Andre. Coach Cherry. And I'm just Jacob. And we are well, first things first, my name is Jay Mackin, and this is my co-host, Sponzo Cherry. Um, so, so we have a podcast. So basically, our podcast is about um, bringing guests in so they could talk about their life experiences and mm-hmm. their grind and everything. So we're trying to put everyone on so they could just give advice to people that, that wants to do the same thing that, that you are doing. So that's why... Okay. I, yeah, that's why I had to hit you up on IG and, you know, trying to get connected with you for that interview. So thank you for your time. Yes. Yeah, we appreciate your time. And uh, I just want to say something real quick. Um, First off, we appreciate you for even reaching and getting back to us and allowing us to interview you. Um, With the time frame that we have, the 10 minutes that we have, we want to honor and respect your time because we know that time is money. And um, we want to just dive into your conversation about your life and how you came about and the success that you've gained over the past years. So with the first question, how are you doing today? <laughs> <laughs> doing good. It's um, a blizzard in New York right now. So, oh, wow. You know, yeah. So there's that. But um, we're trying to hopefully get into the warehouse tomorrow and get a lot done. But if the blizzard is too bad, then we won't even be able to go to work. But yeah. Man, so you all up in New York? Yep. <laughs> so let's start grinding with, over there. That's crazy. So, how, like, how cold does it have to get to, to become a blizzard? Like, what what is that? Like below thirty? Uh, let me see. You want the actual temperature? Yeah. Let's 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 figure this out real quick. <laughs> Cause we down in Florida right now, and it's 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 feeling good out here. <laughs> yeah, but. I bet it's very nice over there. Um, let me see. Let's find out. It's 27 degrees. Yo, I'm out of there. <laughs> I'm out of there. That's cold, man. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, it's really cold. So, so what's going on? So let's let's figure out where you started from, like. How do people get to know you better? Like, what is it about you that makes you different from all the rest? Starting from day one. Um, Well, I think, well, you know, I try to be a humble soul. So I think I'm human just like everybody else. But, you know, I've been blessed with a great team of people who have been devoted to pushing this brand forward. And a lot of people don't get that. You know, a lot of people don't are not blessed with people who are going to just tirelessly devote themselves to a brand. You know, a lot of people might do something for a check, but they're not necessarily going to go as hard as they can because they may not care about the growth of the brand. But um, I was blessed with a team that is absolutely like as dedicated to growing the brand as I am. Wow. And so you, what, like, how big is your team? Like as far as your staff? Uh, thirteen people. Wow. What? So you 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 got these people on payroll? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> oh, let's start. Let's start from the brand. Like, what is your brand for those who are watching, those who are listening into this podcast out in the open? 
can you kind of describe what your brand is and what it looks like? Um, so we sell hair care products um, that are, I guess you can say for locks, but, you know, not only for people with locks, people without locks use our products. Sorry, my phone is dying. Um, but yes, yeah, so people without locks use our products. They are more popular in the lock community. Um, and I guess you can say are specific to locks, but other people use it. And we have a salon as well. And so, yeah, that's the entire brand. You started off with uh, the product itself or the salon first? Like, Okay, so I was a hairstylist for three years, really like two and a half years. But, you know, I usually just say three years. And I already had the salon. Bruh, I already had the salon before I started selling my products, and I just kind of kept it as I moved out of being a stylist because I no longer do hair anymore. What was the reason behind that? Um, I was never passionate about doing hair. It was just something that I was really kind of just doing for for the check. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> You know, also the people that I met that was really cool about doing hair. Um, but I always wanted to be like a CEO and a boss and everything like that. And so when I got that opportunity to make enough money to just kind of like leave doing hair alone, I kind of just left it alone. And just kept pushing that product? Yeah. So what made you kind of still keep the salon aspect to it? Like you still kind of had like a passion for it in that aspect? but not actually doing it? Um, no, not necessarily. Um, I'm not super passionate about the salon really at all, but it is a great place to catch content of the products being used. And also my sister was working with me as a stylist closer to when I first started and she still is doing hair. So it's kind of just like, I'm not going to be like, Oh, you know, shutting this down. You know, <laughs> job and, um, also, it's just like we've kind of built like a lot of people want to come to the Law God Salon. It's like also its own thing. So it's kind of just like, you know, to shut it down. It's like, OK, you know, my sister loses her job. Uh, a lot of people who want to be uh, who want to get their hair done there, they lose that opportunity. And, you know, a lot of content that can be caught in the salon is no longer caught. So, yeah. So when you when you decided to take that jump as far as transitioning from being in the salon and just pushing out that product, what kind of told you like, hey, like there's more to this than just at the salon? What kind of pushed you into that aspect of thinking? Um, I always knew that I wasn't going to be a stylist forever. Mm -hmm. I, I always knew that. Um, I, I was so young. You know, I started off doing hair when I was 17 years old. You know, it wasn't like I was like older. I was young and it was something that I was just doing in my young years. But I knew that in terms of me getting older and maturing that I wasn't going to be still there in the same spot, in the same place. And, you know, as soon as we started making a certain amount of money with the product sales, I was like, you know, I don't really need to be standing up in here anymore, you know, long hours and unruly customers. 
So you seen the the price to pay regarding to working with a salon and then aspects of pushing your own product out there, not having to deal with so much, kind of seeing the different prices on that. What do you mean? As far as like when you noticed that you were getting an increase in your products, you didn't have to really deal with customers face to face where they were kind of mistreating you or making you feel some type of way. Was right. that a limitation to the fact that, all right, now let me just leave this salon thing alone type thing? Yeah. I mean, it was also just very, it was a very demanding thing. You know, I was a very sought after stylist, which, you know, is the reason why the product started off very popular, even from the start, because I was a very popular stylist. The salon is, the salon page has almost 90,000 followers now. So, yeah. So it's kind of like popular in its own right. And, you know, it was just a lot for me. People, they're like hitting you up and can I get my hair done? And, you know, you have your bookings there. You're booked out for months. You could be super duper tired and be like, I really need a break. But you don't have, you can't schedule in a break for the next three months because you're already booked out. You know, you literally have to cancel on people. And as soon as you cancel on someone, they have some long and drawn out expert reason why you shouldn't cancel on them. Everyone has a wedding, a graduation, a birthday, a funeral to go to. Like everyone has some really special reason why you should not cancel their appointment. And, you know, it's, it's crazy. You know, I remember a time right before I stopped being working as a stylist, I was like really sick. And normally like, I won't let anything stop me because I just know how customers are and I know that they don't care. Um, but I was just like, I'm really sick. And, you know, I, let me reschedule your, your appointment. And this lady was like, no, I don't care. Come in. I need to get my hair done, blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, yeah, I can't do this. This is ridiculous. You know, you have to stand up on your feet for however many hours, even when you're not feeling well, no matter what's going on. And you may not get a sketch like to schedule in a break for three months. Wow. So it was, it was, it was, it was at that point where you noticed like the value of people versus my work ethic and even balanced out right there. What? Yeah. It was just, it was too crazy. It was too crazy to be like doing so much and never getting erased and people just being crazy. And I got two more questions. I told you we're going to keep your time. So my, my second question is, in regards to Eve, one of our other co-hosts, um, she's building a brand dealing with beauty, dealing with makeup. And um, she's trying to brand herself in a different way to increase the content as far as customers flowing into it. What advice would you give to her and others who are listening and watching as far as building their brand up? Um, Definitely just be patient and always be Always be happy where you are, to be honest. Like, I, I don't necessarily mean, like, settle for where you are, but it's, like, be happy in that space and, you know, not to be so, so overeager to, like, you know, grow to this level because I think that that's actually kind of discouraging for people. I think that when you are in a certain position and you're happy, that yeah. allows you to, you know, want to continue on. Sometimes when you think that you should be in this space and you're in this space, you get so discouraged that you just give up altogether or you don't mm. give it. You know what I mean? Like, I think that mm-hmm. when you're really happy 
You know, that's the time when you're most creative. That's the time when you're doing your research. That's the time where you're actually coming up with the ideas to grow the brand instead of being like, you got to go to the brand, got to go to the brand, got to go to the brand. And it's like, you're not, you're so stuck in that headspace that you're not actually uh, in the headspace that you need to be in. So you could actually be innovative and actually be creative and actually elevate your brand. That's good. <laughs> that was, that that's, was... that's why you up there. That is so good. And I hope those people took notes on that because that was just a jewel that she dropped on us. And my last question is an, our, another co-host of ours, Jacob. Um, I know he, he's huge on money and finance. And I want to know personally, too, how did it feel and what did you do when you touched six figures? Like, did you move differently? Did, did you do things differently? Did you just continue doing what you were doing? Like, how did it feel touching six figures? It was really cool. I mean, I had a lot of responsibilities at that time. Um, we immediately had to find a warehouse during a pandemic, which was very difficult, um, especially living in the hot spot. You know, if you think about early in, during the pandemic, March, April, May, New York numbers were like ridiculously higher than everyone else's numbers and so and then during the protest like no one wanted to show me any places i didn't have any financial history of being able to afford these places um because we literally went from making a very small amount to just like sustaining making a large amount and that's just like you know my story but um but yeah so it was it was very hectic um having to hire people on the fly having to find a warehouse on the fly and just having to completely change myself as a 20 year old to go from like, you know, kind of like a regular person to like, now I have to come into this position as a CEO. I have to be assertive in certain ways. I have to think ahead in so many steps to make sure that I have things together for my employees to just respect me as someone who knows what they're doing. Absolutely, and you definitely do know what you're doing. <laughs> oh, this is yo, this is crazy because she's only 20 years old. This is that's, this, that's, this is amazing. This this is amazing. Like you set an example for a lot of people. Like no matter the age you are, like you could still be a CEO. You could still like have employees working for you. That's crazy. Awesome, like that. What's your handles? What's your Instagram? How how can they reach you? How can the people? Reach you? Um, so I am Nia the Law God on Instagram and on Twitter um, and on YouTube. And Nia the Law God Products is the actual business page That's on Instagram. That's dope. We appreciate you for coming out and letting us interview you and getting these nuggets in. And uh, we definitely going to go ahead and um, tag you into the video once we post it. And we are here as family and support. So whenever you got product out, we're going to post it for you. So you family now. <laughs> hey, let's get it. Let's get it. Thank you so much. All right, as you can see, discussions was open and judgment was closed. Make sure you check us out in the next episode. And make sure to like, comment, and subscribe.